Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, to a tag of Iowa, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. We're talking about year two quarterbacks on the show today. Will they take the next step? Will they reach fantasy stardom? Find out. It's going to be a good one. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Alrighty. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Another day. It's a Tuesday. Actually, it, it's a, is, it, is it Tuesday? It's, it's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. It's always Tuesday when we do podcasts at the moment. That's right. It's Tuesday, Bruh. June 29th. We're going to be doing podcasts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Coming real soon. soon. Coming real I soon. Know. Get hyped about it, y'all. I know. <laughs> I'm excited Sheesh. for it. I mean, the more I can talk about fantasy football, the more I will. You, you can't get me to shut up if you get me started. Yeah. Uh, I'm Zach. That's Badaki, a.k.a. Badake Like Cake. That's right. So here's the deal. You chose to push play today. So that part of it is going to be on you. The content's on us. <laughs> if it's good, <laughs> tell everyone. Drop a review. If it's bad, Correct. you know, let's just go. Uh, I was going to say X-Men. What's that thing where Will Smith has that device and he just blanks their memory? Uh, Men in Black. Men in Black. Let's M-I-B? go Men in Black, not X-Men. <laughs> and just forget it ever happened. Hopefully it's a good show for you. The Suns looking to close out. The Clippers. Unfortunately, my Wi-Fi is so trash that I can't even look at it right now. Oh, What's no. happening? But it's I- 98 to 91, eight minutes in the fourth. Yeah. Okay. Who's up? The Clippers. Sorry. I, okay. didn't, I didn't specify So, that. wow, they're, they're fighting with their backs against the wall. Yeah, they came Suns back. Suns in four? <laughs> they're coming back. They're trailing back. Alrighty, well, hopefully, uh, I just want to see the series extend. I do want to see CP get a finals appearance, though, so maybe it'd just be good if the Suns close it out, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it has to be the All Suns. All right, we have, we have announced our follower leagues. Oh, boy. We have redraft and dynasty leagues. Mm-hmm. Come play with us, whether you want redraft, dynasty, or if you want to play both, the best of both worlds. That's right. Um, we have leagues that we care about deeply. We're not just putting you into leagues and then ignoring you for the rest of the year. We are playing in all of these leagues. We are active with them. We care about them. The winner of each league will win their money back. They'll come on the show for an interview, um, and they will be crowned the golden goat of their league. Oh, man. Um, again, redraft options, dynasty options. There's so many options to play fantasy with us. Um, there's three options on on the tiers, okay? The first tier option is the redraft. The second is the dynasty. And the third is best of both worlds. So whichever you want to play, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash fantasylandfam to sign up to a league there. The best of both worlds, if you didn't get that, is your opportunity to play in both for a discounted price. Correct. You excited for these leagues, Badaki? Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, people keep asking about it. People keep saying they're going to join. You know, I'm just excited to be get to the middle of the season. We already have a couple people in the league, um, mm. but you know, we're building once, up a good little squad. Yeah, yeah. once they kind of gets really filled up, then that's when I'm really, really excited. To be honest, yeah, same. Alrighty, we are finishing our year two fantasy outlook for mm-hmm. these players. We're finishing that series today. We've done the running backs. That was two weeks ago. We did the wide receivers. That was last week. You can find that on our podcast and on YouTube, individual videos for those guys. We are finishing off with the quarterbacks this year. I'm excited for this, Badaki. 
Yeah, I'm extremely excited. And let's just get straight into it, honestly. Justin Herbert, first guy on our list. He was QB9 in 2020. In 2021, he's going as QB7 ADP. First guy on our list. The offensive rookie of the year last year. He broke out. We can both agree. Had an amazing career. Mm-hmm. Our start of the season. I have him as QB4. You have him consensus lower, which is QB7. Mm-hmm. Is there any yep. way he can move up in your rankings? I've really tried to move him up my rankings, but I just I don't see a way I could move him above the other guys I currently have ranked ahead of him. He's my quarterback seven. Mm. I just can't put him above Tom Brady, Dak, Lamar, you know, obviously the top three elite guys either. I'm a little bit more worried than you. Obviously, you have him as your quarterback four, so you're all Correct. in on Herbert. The good is obvious, right? The offensive line is better, significantly better. Austin Eckler is healthy. Mm-hmm. There's very clear, you know, good reasons to believe in Justin Herbert. But let me tell you the reasons why I'm more worried than you. First reason is, I think this defense is going to be significantly better in 2021. Got Joey Bosa, Tillery on the offensive line. Kenneth Murray's going into his second year. Chris Harris, which is still one of the better cornerbacks in the league. And more importantly, Derwin James, I believe, is the best safety in the NFL when healthy. Now, he hasn't been healthy for a long time, but getting Derwin James back and hopefully healthy for the entire year, that could significantly change this defense. They also drafted Asante Samuel, cornerback out of Florida State, one of the guys that we really liked out of the draft. Mm -hmm. If this defense stays healthy, I think they're going to be better. And I think that Justin Herbert's not going to need to throw the ball as many times as he did in 2020. Right. The other thing I will say quickly is that I think we're underestimating the Hunter Henry gap or hole that's going to be in this offense. Okay. I know Eckler's back. I know Keenan Allen can take as many targets as possible. But Hunter Henry was a nice little blanket for Justin Herbert in his rookie year. You take out Hunter Henry, which I still think is a, a very talented tight end, and you replace him with Jared Cook. Jared Cook was a walking corpse all last year. He was not good. <laughs> There's not a game where you could look at Jared Cook and think this is a starting tight end in the league. I mean, still, yeah. I mean, I think th- those reasons being is because you know Drew Brees was hurt. It was his last year. He was trying to do so much. Mm, I had nothing to do like him looking like an actual corpse on the field. <laughs> had nothing to do with the fact that Drew Brees was already a corpse. Right. Okay. Look, I he mean, he just looked bad, man. And I, I just don't think that he can fill the Hunter Henry role. It's not going to be significant but it is something to note that's why i can't put him into the elite category yet right and you know Those i already things yeah i already have him in the elite category and the things that you already touched on his offensive line obviously Corey Lindsay, we've been raving they drafted rashad slater in the defense which is the key thing that you brought up which is another thing that which is one thing i wanted to bring up who's their head coach now brandon stanley right mm-hmm. he came from the rams last year what do we know about the rams top five defenses or exactly. defense so I think that's a huge key part in that and to play for Justin Herbert because, yeah, he probably doesn't have to throw the ball more, but he will be on the field more. What in the reality is that he's going to have more of an opportunity. We thought we had a lot. We thought we saw him with a lot of opportunity last year. He's going to have even more this year if that defense. I disagree, to be honest, though. I disagree because like if you're in a better position in the game, if you're not down in games, then you don't need to throw the ball as much as as you did. I feel like I mean, you're right. If the defense is better, we're going to see more Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson, maybe even Larry Roundtree involved in this offense. I don't think there's a scenario where they're up two touchdowns and they're like, 
hey, man, let's keep slinging that ball. Like, our defense is killing I mean, it. it just it, doesn't like, – you want to slow the game down. Why would they do that? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. We we both know what division they're in with the Chiefs the, mm. and True. the Raiders. Yeah. I think they're going to be – and the Broncos. There's going to be a lot of, you know, talent mm-hmm. and games that they're going to gonna have to be trailing by. But another thing I wanted to point was their offensive coach. And I think I thought mm-hmm. that was a huge key part here as well because coordinator, yeah, offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, obviously the legend, the descendant from Vince Lombardi, one of the greatest coaches in the NFL. But one key thing is that who did Joe Lombardi coach for the past what eight plus years? It was Drew Brees oh. over there in the Saints. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what do we know about Drew Brees? He loves to throw. Obviously, he had mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler do not equate to each other at all. But I still believe that they're going to bring in that offense and he's going to grow. He's going to throw. And there's going to be a lot of growing pains. But I still believe that Justin Herbert can finish as a top five quarterback. Well, I mean, if you're thinking growing pains, why would he be your quarterback for? I think like every every year is growing pains for somebody coming into a new offense. Okay. I, I'm just, I think overall, there is going to be some games where like he struggles. But once I think the kid's think, smart and he's going to come in and yeah, he's, he's gonna smart. he's gonna take this offense, you know, under his wing well, and it's gonna be his. Let me say, Justin Herbert is an is an insane talent. Mm-hmm. Looks to be like one of the top quarterbacks for the next ten years. Let's just clear that. Okay. But I think there's a mental side to this second year. I would argue that year two is actually a bigger deal than year one. In year one, if you're a good quarterback, what happened with Baker Mayfield? Lights out, played lights out. And the expectations were so high. He was being overdrafted in every fantasy draft, right? Very different offenses, but I'm trying to give you kind of a perspective where I'm at. Right, right. Same thing with Justin Herbert. Lights out in year one, absolutely balled out. There's a mental aspect to that second year. You are expected to be a certain player. You are expected to answer, was it a fluke? Yes or no? And some people can get through that mental battle. Others cannot. I think Herbert can, but I'm kind of erring on the side of caution with this year two. He's going to be lethal in his career, but I just have slight worries. I'll say in redrafts, I'm probably not taking Herbert. I'm passing on the price, but in dynasty, I'm all in. I'm all in for Justin Herbert in a dynasty. He's my quarterback four in dynasty. He's your quarterback four in dynasty. So I'm all in on, on him in a dynasty perspective. I'm just maybe going to skip out on this second year to find out in a redraft perspective. Right. Is this someone I can really consider elite just yet, or does he still need time to grow? Uh, look, it, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good, I guess, counter. But I, I guess the best thing I can tell you is that I believe in the kid. Yeah, yeah. They got rid of Anthony Lynn, which one thing that you hated last year. Yes, um, I did. Because he was just calling terrible plays, and I think with the the new head coach Brandon Stanley and then Joe Lombardi, I think it's just it's all going to come together for them this year. Like, man, there's so many good points, but there's I, I hear you, I hear you on on, on your opinions as well. But yeah. I love the kid. So you're all in. I'm all in. Okay, I'm going to take the more conservative approach. Obviously, in Dynasty, we're both all in. So mm-hmm. ADP wise, uh, we're both comfortable with it. I'm just. Like Badaki's all in on ADP. I'm just probably going to pump the brakes and and just be a watcher in redraft leagues this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Joe Burrow is the future of Cincinnati. He showed some flashes in 2020 before that nasty knee injury. He was a quarterback 10 when he was on the field from weeks one to eight. 
Are you banking on a breakout in 2021? Or are you playing more of a conservative role with Joe Burrow this year? Yeah, I think I'm right in the middle there. It's hard. Look, I want to say I'm banking, but my, you know, my ADP is right there with consensus. So I'm not technically mm-hmm. banking on 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 the breakout, but I'm also playing really conservative. It's really hard to say, but I think there's no doubt. You're right in the middle. Yeah, there's no doubt about it that we both believe this kid's a star. You know, we mm-hmm. we we both want to see him in a full season, healthy with all these weapons. You know, this team is extremely talented. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase, you know, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, yeah. Joe Moneybag Mixon. It's going to be something special there. I think the bigger yep. question is, is like I said, can he stay healthy? And was Jamar Chase the right the right move? Yep. You know, because... That is the conversation. Was <laughs> Jamar Chase the right move? You already had a good wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. You let Panay Sewell fall instead of taking him there. I think one of the best players in the draft. I love Jamar Chase, but... Mm. There's this theory out there that oh this is going to help him be protected because there's so many weapons that you have to focus on. I don't know, guys. I feel like the offensive line is the most important thing. Now, to be fair, they did sign Riley Reef, mm-hmm. offensive tackle in the offseason, and they drafted Jackson Carmen, another offensive tackle out of Clemson this year. Correct. But I th- there's a big storyline that's developing saying that wow, the Bengals got Jamar Chase and still improved their offensive line significantly. Did they improve it significantly, though? <laughs> yeah. Did they? I mean, we won't know that. We, I mean, Carmen, Jackson Carmen and, you know, Reed wasn't... They're not huge, massive pickups. Unlike mm-hmm. Panay Sewell, one of the best offensive prospects coming out of the draft. So we won't yeah. know until this year and the next year. Because Panay Sewell, for all we know, could be a bust. And that's crazy to say, but like, I believe well, anyone could be a bus. I feel like he's the most bus proof guy in the draft though, mm. except for Trevor Lawrence, maybe, but man, I, I mean, I think the formula is there. I always talk, I always talk about what's the formula for this person to be fantasy relevant, right? Mm-hmm. Elite weapons, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, Joe Moneybag Mixons, plus terrible defense equals a fantasy gold mine. You're going to have to score a bunch of points Mm -hmm. to be in these games. So there is a formula for him to break out this year. The only worry, again, is can you protect Joe Burrow? Because if Joe Burrow gets injured this year, there is going to be a mutiny. A hundred percent. In Cincinnati. There will be people asking for people's heads on a platter. Uh, I mean, surely the the whole organization sat down and was like, okay, Penesu or Jamar Chase? Oh, uh, Joe's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, he tore his ACL and broke his knee or whatever, whatever he did. Uh, he'll be okay. He'll be all right. He'll be okay. Yeah. Nah, it surely won't happen again. Yeah, no way. Let's get let's get Jamar in here. Okay. <gasps> Sounds like uh, the Bengals, uh, their management is kind of gamblers, right? <laughs> That's what like, it sounds nah, like. Nah. Uh, <laughs> hit me again. Hit me again. Uh, blackjack. They're playing blackjack with Joe Burrow. Yeah. I mean, and uh, you got to know when to walk away from the table. Maybe they, maybe they didn't walk away from the table early enough. Maybe they're still taking gambles. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, dynasty perspective. Mm-hmm. I think we are both more comfortable with the future of Joe Burrow from a dynasty perspective. He's my quarterback seven, your quarterback eight. Mm-hmm. He should be going in first rounds of dynasty startups, right? Yeah, first or second. I think in the the latest mock draft we just did, where he go in the second or third he went round? Second. He went second. Yeah. Yeah, he he went late second, I remember, because we were a bit surprised. But yeah, I agree. He should be going in the first round there um, in a dynasty startup, especially with the the quarterbacks being so valuable there. Yeah. I guess 
they're just banking on this kind of band-aided offensive line, mm-hmm. hoping that's going to work out. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to uh, to see what happens there. Yeah. Okay. Jalen Hurts, a huge name that everyone's talking about this offseason, okay? He finished yeah. QB 35 in 2020. In 2021, his ADP is quarterback 10, which is mm. pretty high up there. I know you have yeah. really strong opinions about him going into this season. Are you sold on all this talk? I think I'm in two different mindsets. And one, there's a glimmer of hope. And the other one, I'm completely off of yeah, Jalen Hurts. I agree. The first, glimmer, the first one is redraft leagues. In redraft leagues, I am seeing a glimmer of hope. In Dynasty, I'm completely out. And I'll just explain the reasons why. There's a reason to be excited this year. Mm-hmm. Okay? The reason to be excited this year is because there's going to be opportunity. He's going to be the starter. But more importantly, he's got a really nice rushing upside. Okay. Uh, from week 14 onwards, when he took over the starting role from Wentz, he had just under 70 rushing yards per game. That elevates a player's floor significantly as a starting quarterback. If he can throw three touchdowns and still run 70 yards a game, you mm-hmm. get an extra seven points per game. He also finds his way into the end zone rushing as well. So depending if you're in a league that offers more for rushing touchdowns, that could be quite significant for you as well. Okay. Because it wouldn't surprise me if Jalen Hurts finished the year with eight rushing touchdowns. I mean, he had three rushing touchdowns and he only started four games. So there's a real scenario where he could finish with eight to 10 rushing touchdowns. That excites me. His, his okay. rushing upside yeah. excites me. I agree. I'm also excited by how terrible this Eagles defense is. <laughs> they are, in my opinion, right. you're a Giants fan. I'm a Washington fan. Can we agree that they are the worst team in the NFC East? Yeah, at the moment, absolutely. So if we agree, we're, you know, maybe that's harsh, but I think we both agree (laughs) that they are the worst team in the NFC East. Yeah. Let me tell you the opponents that they're going to face. Keeping in mind that their defense is well below average. They're facing the Falcons, the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Panthers, the Bucks, the Chargers, the Saints, the Giants twice, the Cowboys twice, and Washington twice. All those teams have pretty good offenses, in my opinion. That's 13 games, at least, where I believe they will be bleeding on the defensive end. Okay. And what is king in fantasy? Opportunity (laughs) is king. So those two things put together, I'm excited about him in redraft. Now, I can't get as high as other people. He's my quarterback 13. ADP right now is quarterback 10. So I can't get excited as other people. But I still see some glimmer of hope for redraft league specifically. Yeah. I don't want to get into dynasty just yet. I'll let you rebuttal before we talk about no, dynasty. No, I, I completely agree. I'm not. I'm not extremely high on that. And uh, you know, when looking at that, once again, opportunity. He can he can use his legs. He can be extremely dangerous with his legs. You know, and what do we know about you know Jalen Hurts? He loves to throw the ball. He goes wild when throwing mm-hmm. the ball. He loves to move in the pocket. And who they add, Devonta Smith. There's gonna be a lot of opportunity yeah. there. I think another thing. I like to think of when I was looking into Jalen Hurts was I knew this whole Eagles coaching staff was in the shambles last year in mm. the offseason. Yeah. Okay. One big thing that I, I thought in research when I came into this was offensive coach. Who was that? Okay. Shane. I can't even say his last name, so I'm not even going to say it. All I can tell you is that he came from the Chargers. Okay. Okay. What happened with the Chargers? Once again, Justin Herbert had a great year. Austin Eckler, yeah. obviously he was hurt, but assuming he would have, he has a great year. What do the Chargers like to do when Shane's there? What they like to do is like they like to check down the ball. They like to throw the ball short okay. passes, quick interval, quick passes. 
So I think mm-hmm. um, getting a Devonta Smith, you know, yards after the catch monster is going to be crazy. Number yeah. one. And Jalen Hurts That's can move true. out of the pocket. So I think there's great opportunity for him. And, and I do agree there. He's going to be he's going to be crazy and he's going to be special. So I think they're going to see all that with this new offense. And his mm-hmm. offensive scheme, and they're going to give him a lot. That goes, that's going to give him a whole nother year, which in year three, for him. Yeah. That's why so, like, I'm not 100 percent sold on him in dynasty, which I know you're going to talk about. But yeah, I hear you on that. So we we both see that there's opportunities in redraft. Mm-hmm. And I think we're comfortable if you're taking him. I'm not taking him. I see him going as early as the fifth, all the way to like the eighth round. I'm not taking him anywhere near that in a redraft one quarterback league. Right. If he falls to the 10th, like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about taking Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Dynasty, because this is where I'm very, very strong okay. on Jalen Hurts. Okay. I am not touching Jalen Hurts in Dynasty. Okay. Don't care where it is. He's not going to get out of the fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. You won't find me drafting him anywhere near those, those rounds. Okay. And there's two reasons I'm not touching him. The first one is, and really the most important, is his security as a starter in Philly is 100% in doubt. In all honesty, I haven't seen, I don't know about you, I haven't seen anything that would show me that Jalen Hurts is the future of this team. I might be wrong. Uh, but I mean, he, he had a good couple of runs when he was on the field. He had decent, decent games. There man. is nothing that I've seen that has shown me he is the secured starter for this team. Now, the other scenario, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. this team's going to be very, very bad. If they start two and eight, which is a very realistic scenario looking at their schedule, and Hertz is just okay, he has to be spectacular for him to be the future of this team. If they end up two and eight, why the hell would the Eagles not go in tank mode? You might say, well, why would they do that? Well, There's no that way they would year. do that. They already <laughs> did it. Week right. 17, 2020 versus my Washington football team. There's no question. They took out Jalen Hurts because they wanted to lose that game. The question, okay. So, sorry. If continue. they're bad, mm-hmm. two and eight, let's say three and seven, and they're like, we're not making the playoffs. Why the hell would they start Jalen Hurts if the, if he's not spectacular? If he's just okay, oh, he's okay. He's gonna win a Super Bowl. No, we just know by now he's not going to. Why would he remain their starter? Maybe they took him out because they wanted to tank because they knew that if he stayed into the game, he stayed in the game, they would have won. Number two. If that was true, which I do believe is true, and if they were tanking to get a quarterback, which they had the best opportunity to get any top freaking five yeah. quarterback in the draft, they should have gotten it. I'm more speaking to next year's draft, not the draft that just yeah, happened. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm but, saying I, I get that, mm-hmm. but I think they probably realize they're not in a place to really build around a quarterback just yet. The offensive line isn't in a great place. They had no weapons. So even if they drafted Justin Fields, who's he throwing the ball to? Jalen Rager? Like, he's good, but come on. Like, I think they were like, we need to get an X factor on our team in Devonta Smith. Right. And personally, if they're a top five team in the draft next year, you know, top five bad, then they're going to take a quarterback, which means Jalen Hurts, who is already a project, you're going to draft him in Dynasty and not have a starting quarterback next year. It just, someone I'm 100% not touching, have no interest in, and I could be 100% wrong, but that's how I feel. And the other side of this is he's a mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. So there, there needs to be some worry about injury. Can you do it the right way or the wrong way? Are you going to be RG3? Or are you going to be Kyler Murray? Can you figure it out? Or will you be too ambitious that you end up getting uh, injured? So 
for me, again, like redrafts, I'm comfortable dynasty. I'm not even touching Jalen Hurts. There's a 50% chance he's not the starter of this team next year. Say less. And people are drafting him in the third round of Dynasty Leagues. <laughs> Say less. I mean, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I think I have a little bit of I have a little bit of soft spot for him. I don't know okay. why. Um I yeah. Uh, that's all I can say. This is soft spot. So are you comfortable with him in Dynasty then? In Dynasty, no, but in redrafts, I, I can be taking him I can be taking a chance on him in redrafts if I'm not taking one yeah. of the top the top guys. Okay. Yeah, and I'll say, like, obviously, you're going to look at his fantasy output last year and say, what do you mean he's not the future? Look more in depth. Like, there's a lot of plays where you watch and you're like, oh, my gosh, that that needs to be developed. There are so many developments that would need to happen in his game for him to be successful in the NFL. So, again, I would love to be wrong. Hopefully, we can make a video in, Hopefully. you know, a year's <laughs> time and I can just be telling myself I'm a dumbass. So, yeah. <laughs> who knows? But... Let's talk about Tua Tungavailoa. We got a lot of Dolphin fans who listen oh, to the man. podcast or follow us on YouTube, so we'll tread lightly here. Quarterback 32 in 2020, obviously was battling with Ryan Fitzpatrick for the job all mm-hmm. year. He's going into his second year now, has everything he needs to succeed, but has a lot to prove. His ADP is a quarterback 22. You are higher than ADP in redraft. Uh, in redraft and dynasty, are you comfortable taking a shot on Tua this year? I am. I, I have, once again, another soft spot for Tua Tonga Vailoa, just like Jalen Hurts. I think one thing going into this conversation when I was looking at Tua was like, I asked myself this question. Who team uh, was it last year? Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, it, it, we couldn't say evenly if it was Ryan Fitzpatrick's team or, or to his team because they kept going in and out of games. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one big thing. Fitz is gone. They took him out in crucial moments um, when they should have kept him in because that was their quote unquote future. All right. With all that being said, what did he actually do last year? He really only mm-hmm. played nine games. And that's the, yeah. honestly, that's still a stretch. If you look at some of those games, it's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, they took him out half the time, but he averaged yeah. 15 points per game. And then, obviously, if he played a full season with 15 points, where does he finish? Yeah, yeah. QB. He would finish much higher. Yeah, yeah. QB 21, which is obviously, we would be having a different conversation, but then we would have seen a lot more of Tua, you know, a lot more film yeah. on Tua. But I think I go look back to what he did in college. He was the most mm-hmm. accurate quarterback coming out of that draft. He can move with his legs. And what everyone's saying is that he was a leader. He has some swag to him. You know, he mm-hmm. was this guy that he, he can change the atmosphere. He needs to get that swag back. He lost that swag. Yeah. He needs to get it back. Well, now he got his boy in Jalen Waddle, and they can all come in mm-hmm. together. Will Fuller, obviously, he got some swag. I think this team is going to be fantastic, but I see consistency coming into this year. Obviously, we all know Brian Flores. He's a fantastic um, head coach. This offensive yeah. coordinator is new. He has a new playbook, which I believe is going to be fit for Tua coming into this year. I think Tua Tua has a chance to finish in like the top 18 of quarterbacks, you know, top 15. That's where I'm really stretching. I see really, really great opportunity there. And another reason why is because as a quarterback, he has a second easiest schedule. Okay. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, you got the Jets and the Bills there, both average defenses. So that makes sense. I'm more worried about Tua than you are. I think obviously they've done everything to let him succeed in the off season. Mm-hmm. So again, this is a guy I could be very wrong on. 
And I want to give him his opportunity. And I think this year is his opportunity. I'm not going to count last year except for one little detail. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the mental aspect of this game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tua's biggest hurdle is himself. It's no one else. His biggest hurdle right now is himself. You can say whatever you want to say about Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in and coming out and Tua would start games and then they would be down and they put Ryan Fitzpatrick back in. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, Tua was on board. He's a leader. He was like, whatever we need to happen, I'll do it, coach. That could be true. But it doesn't mean it didn't affect his mental game. Mm -hmm. There is a very mental aspect to the NFL where you either know you got it or you're questioning I don't have it. I, 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 don't, I don't have it. Right. Dwayne Haskins is a great example. Oh, he never this had dude, it. This dude, well, while he <laughs> might not have had the same talent as Tua, he was put in similar scenarios where the really the coaching staff didn't treat him the right way. I don't think that um, Tua has been treated the right way. If you wanted him to start, then start him. Let him make mistakes. And the issue is when you get taken out of a game mid-game and you're losing, mm-hmm. you go back at home after the game and your coach can say whatever he wants to you, but you're sitting there and you're thinking, man, I'm the reason we lost that game. And they took me out because they didn't believe in me. Uh, and you start to question yourself over and over and over. Do I really have it? Man, I, I, I couldn't carry us this game. I couldn't do what Ryan Fitzpatrick did. Comparison is real in whatever area of your life. Comparison is real, man. I couldn't even be as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I don't know, they but... messed with his head last year. I think there's a mental side of it. If he can get past that hurdle, he'll be fine. You know, he will fill his potential. And but I just don't know if he can get past that hurdle. I want him to. I'm much more comfortable with him in a dynasty league because I think he's got a good future with the weapons around him. But in redrafts, I don't think I'm touching him this year. I'm right. taking the uh, avoid perspective. And th- th- let me rebut on that mental part. They once again they could have got in a top one a better quarterback guaranteed in the draft already for instead of him. So yeah, Justin Herbert. Oh yeah, that in his draft and in this year's draft. So like, yeah. I think it's a mental thing to where like, all right, you know what, you know what, Tua, we're gonna bring in your boy, right? Yeah. They get Jalen Waddle. We actually believe in you that we're gonna bring your friend, the guy that you used to play with in college, to come in yeah. here. And so that you can do this together. So I think okay. I think they already that hurdle has already been you know overcome, overtaken. I don't know what's the problem. Let, let's talk about this in a very logistic scenario, then, right? Mm-hmm. You're a podcast host. I'm a podcast host. Imagine I was bringing you onto this podcast for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine you weren't my my co-host. Mm-hmm. Imagine I was bringing you on for a new segment that we were going to try, right? And I said, why don't you give this a go? Like, sit sit back for a couple of weeks first. L- listen how we do it. Okay. And then once you kind of see how we do it, we'll put you in. And then when I put you in, I give you your chance. Halfway through the podcast, I'm like, uh, hey, we're going to actually get our, our other podcast host to finish this one off. But you're doing great, bud. You're doing great. Like, that's not going to affect you mentally. Like, there's nothing that I could tell you to like mentally like make yourself feel good. You're going to be like, damn, I really let the team down. Like, we're in a, we're in a bad position because of me. You're doing great, bud. That's pretty much what the coaching staff was saying. Good job, buddy. You're doing good. Like I don't it's know, so man. demeaning, in my opinion. You gotta let him make mistakes. Why not let him make mistakes? Well, he's gonna make mistakes. From him? I think he's gonna make mistakes this year, and he's gonna learn from it. Don't start him then. Then you shouldn't have started him the entire first year because there was two different mindsets. We can make the playoffs. Let's get Ryan Fitzpatrick in, or should we develop our quarterback? You should have figured out one mindset 
and stuck with it because you flip-flopped and it hurt his confidence. That's how I feel. I think his confidence is, I think he's a grown man and he's not going to be, I doubt he's crying right now. (laughs) I'm a grown man and I cry. (laughs) It's all good. We love Tua. We love the the Miami Dolphin fans. Um, Shout out to Miami. Okay. Um, Last guy on the list. Mr. 305 Worldwide, Miami. (laughs) Last guy on the list. Mr. Love. Mr. Jordan Love, QB. Man, he he didn't even let me tell you this. He didn't play, okay? Yep. yep. <laughs> uh his 2021 ADP is QB38. Jordan Love, the guy that's pulling Aaron Rodgers on Aaron Rodgers or like Aaron Rodgers did to Brett Favre actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, for you, is there any fantasy value for Jordan Love going into the 2021 season? Jordan Love is kind of like the equivalent of Area 51 in the NFL. <laughs> Non-existent. What do we know about Area 51? It's actually non-existent. No, Nothing. Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> we don't know anything about Area, Area 51. They're supposed to release information from us. But ever since I've been born, I've been like, this could be real, but I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. This is the most unknown situation in the entire NFL. Yeah. They drafted Jordan Love in the first round, and then we haven't seen him at all in any game. And we haven't really heard much about him. The Packers haven't hyped him up. They haven't said that they're extremely excited about him. Yeah, they haven't said anything. They want they want Aaron Rodgers back desperately after an MVP performance. They haven't talked much about Jordan Love's progression. They haven't said if he has that it factor. I haven't heard any reports coming out of camp where people say, oh my God, when he throws the ball, it just makes you your your jaw drop. So this is the hardest person to gauge in the NFL right now. Jordan Love is almost a fairy tale. Think about it. We talk about Jordan Love as if we know anything about him. But he's genuinely like a fairy tale in the NFL. We don't know. All we can go off is based off of his collegiate career. Um, you know, so I think in redrafts. Uh, well, I know. I would say, you know what I really wrote on in my notes? I, I literally what? have one sentence and I says, what does he really bring to the team? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, we don't, we don't, we don't we know. We actually that. don't know. It's terrible. I'll say this. So with a redraft league, mm-hmm. you're probably not drafting him i mean he's going to be a waiver pickup if he starts mm-hmm. you know you find out if he's good and i mean in a dynasty league though mm-hmm. in a dynasty league he's a guy i'm okay taking a chance on mm-hmm. because if he somehow continues this trend of packer quarterbacks taking over for each other and dominating then you could get him super late in a dynasty draft and almost have no repercussions for your pick so I took him in a, in a dynasty startup in like the 15th round or something. And he's just going to be on my bench this year. If he's not good, oh well. You know. But they spent a first round pick, so we're going to find out. It, it's so interesting because like, I don't know. Like, do I really want to take a chance? Because I personally believe that Aaron Rodgers will be back. Okay, let me tell you that. Yeah, see, I I don't think he will. Be. I think he. So we're in two I think he's trying to hash it out right now. He's trying to to hash it out without words. So I think he's gonna be like, you know what, guys? Hey, Devontae, I'm I'm coming back and we're gonna win one. Okay, mm. please, let's do it. And then he's gonna go, and then he's and then he's gonna leave. I want another ring. I did it for the organization. F you. And you should have paid me more, <laughs> or mm-hmm. you know, you you should have you should have tre- uh, treated me better. Mm-hmm. And then. He's he's gonna show off and he's literally gonna walk with the middle finger in their faces and be like, I hate Green Bay organization. Uh, not not I don't the really city. I feel like any of that's gonna happen. <laughs> like, 
he literally spent how many years in Green Bay, won a Super Bowl there. I don't think he has any problem with Green Bay. I just think he has a problem with No, that's what I'm franchise. saying. That's what I said, not Green Bay, but the organization. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't gather really information on where you stood with Jordan Love there. <laughs> I, I I just, it's hard for me to take a chance. I, I think it has to be like the very last pick, second last pick, because I feel like there's still more value on the board in a dynasty perspective. Yes, it's a quarterback, but, you know, I think about where he goes. I don't, I don't agree because you have to think about it. And that late in the draft, every pick is kind of a risk. Like what, whatever, this could work out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But the difference is Mm -hmm. there's only 32 starting quarterbacks in this league. There's only 32. Mm. So you have a chance to take a guy who the team notoriously finds good quarterbacks and has a good offense. So why not take a risk on him rather than like a, what are you going to do instead? Jamar Jefferson? The third running back out of Detroit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, like, you know what I mean. Like, who who are you gonna take? Dwayne Eskridge, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I like Dwayne. It, that's that's the kind of players that are going around that. Right. That that price. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Jordan Love didn't play a snap, but he's on our he's on our list here. <laughs> didn't play a snap. The area fifty one of the NFL. Yeah. That's so funny. What do you know about him? Not much. Mm-hmm. He could be catfishing all of us. He could. This could be a catfish. Gosh, imagine. Could not even be real. Imagine if he actually comes out. And he's actually better than Aaron Rodgers. That's actually. That sounds crazy. That's who knows. No, he won't be better than Aaron Rodgers. But imagine he's even okay. That's okay. Is Aaron Rodgers better than Brett Favre? Yes, because yeah. he won a Super Bowl. Well, I believe Brett Favre won a Super Bowl. I don't know much knowledge. Let me find out. Because if you think about it, like can can. I'm not a big Packer knowledge guy, but uh, I'm, I believe Brett Favre won a Super Bowl. I don't think he won. Personally. Well, you know my internet shot right now. Let me see. Uh, yeah, he did. He did win the Super Bowl. Uh, so they're pretty even Super then. Bowl XXXI. Yeah. I don't know. How many Super Bowls? He won one Super Bowl. Okay, sorry, guys. So Brett Favre won one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers won one Super Bowl. I think that the city of Green Bay will be split in half. The older generation will be Brett Favre. The younger generation will be Aaron Rodgers. I will say from a skill perspective, I believe Aaron Rodgers was the more skilled player. And I think that the Packers have unfortunately wasted a lot of time yeah. for him to win more Super Bowls. But makes sense. Even if even if Jordan Love is a top even if Jordan Love is Derek Carr, let's talk about that. That's still a good pick. <laughs> like not in the draft. Terrible pick. But for fantasy, still a good pick. That I don't know, man. Uh, look, I, I when I say I don't know, I mean like it's hard. You've offered a lot of insight here. No, exactly, because I really haven't, because I have no idea what this kid is gonna do ever in his career, because yeah. I haven't seen him play a snap. I mean, obviously in college, but that's different. Um, I think there is value. I think I'm only taking him after certain certain rounds. Obviously, I think we both agree. Yeah. So yeah. that's all I can say. Agreed. We are 72 days away from the NFL, from Thursday night football, mm-hmm. Bucks versus Cowboys, I believe. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe we're that close. It genuinely feels like it was forever. When the season ended, I didn't know that we would ever get back to football. It just felt like we were in purgatory and it would never uh, end. That's how it feels every single offseason. Mm-hmm. But here we are, sure enough. Uh, I want to talk about a couple hype things that we've heard about lately. Okay. First one is Trey Sermon. Ooh, trick or Trey. A lot of hype. A lot of hype coming out of uh, camp. Apparently, Trey Sermon 
all the beat writers are saying he is the one you should draft, not Raheem Mostert. Are you buying that? Um, redraft, redraft specifically. In redraft specifically, man, I will have to see. I, I I'm take, I'm not taking Trey where Raheem's going. Okay. You know, so like. How far does he, re- where does, does he have to be for me to, you know, to be in a place that I'm comfortable? And I don't really, I, think, I don't really know that right now. I think, well, he's going eight, nine, ten. Mm. Raheem's going yeah. six, seven. Yeah. Like, I don't think I can take trade there and without guarantee that he's starting. I think I'm just not touching Raheem Mostert this year. I think I'm drafting Trey in later rounds if I can. But Dynasty specifically, this is a guy who could be set up for a massive future. Trent Williams, great offensive line, Trey Lance, Mike Shanahan. We could be sitting on a gold mine here with Trey Sermon. Yeah, I mean The issue is only thing the only issue is that you and I, when we scouted him, we weren't that's literally I that was I was going to That is always the thing that worries me. That was literally what I was not blown away. By his and take. We literally said that. I was like, look, we're not blown away, but if he goes on the right team, he can be something great. He didn't have the top end speed. Every single defender is going to catch him. Is he going to have the opportunity to break for a 70 yard touchdown? Is he going to have opportunity to break for a 30 yard touchdown? We don't even know because, mm. I mean, if, according from his his film, his tape, every defender is going to catch him, you know? Yeah, he's not got the breakaway speed. Yeah, so. I mean, but this, that doesn't necessarily really matter. Like, I'm not drafting him because he can't make a 30-yard run without getting caught. I'm just saying yeah. that, I mean, is he really going to be living up to this hype that everyone's talking about? Man, if I had a glass ball and I could just see into the future, mm. it would, fantasy would be boring because you, you would know everything. They'd probably say Elijah Mitchell is the guy. Well, I got Elijah Mitchell, so hit me up in the Dynasty <laughs> Leagues. I got Elijah Mitchell in a lot of Dynasty Leagues, so uh, you know what's crazy, dude? When we scouted both of those guys, who were we more excited about? We, we, we were excited about Elijah Mitchell. We were more excited about Elijah Mitchell. Isn't that weird? Yeah, bro. That's crazy. Now Trey is like the guy. I mean, the opportunity is king. So last thing I want to talk about is Joe Mixon. Just a little news segment for you here. Uh, quoted to have potentially his largest workload ever. Joe Moneybag Mixon. They gave him the big long I'm contract. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. You're not it. buying it. Why aren't you buying it? I'm not buying the the biggest workload ever. I think, you know, he's not this last year, but the year before was probably his, his biggest workload ever. You have an upcoming Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Your offensive line isn't great. Mm-hmm. You drafted another wide receiver. Mm-hmm. All that to me points to more, almost like the Steelers last year, but in a very, and they're going to use it in a more creative way. Who are your playmakers? You got T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. Surely you're going to find quick dump-offs and opportunities to get them involved into the game. And out of camp, what are we hearing? Chris Evans has the better hands out of camp. So, I don't know, man. I feel like Chris Evans could take a third-down role. I like Mixon. I'm still taking him in redrafts, but biggest workload ever? That's just words to me that I feel like someone's throwing out as a beat writer. I'm not buying biggest. He's not moved up my rankings is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he hasn't moved up my ranking either, but I think, you know, every beat writer stuff you have to take with a grain of salt. But I think there's also some some validity. Try again? <laughs> but you know what I mean, too. I can't say the word. 
validity 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 to it um Uh, i think you just have to really read between the lines he won't have his biggest workload ever but he will get a significant workload and here's here's the reason i'm more worried though right like this is a great example we just talked about trey sermon could you imagine joe mixon in the 49ers backfield joe mixon is far more talented than trey sermon he would explode in fantasy. Imagine Trey Sermon in the Bengals' backfield. <laughs> How excited would we be if he was a starting running back in the Bengals' backfield? Would we be excited? I don't. I don't, I don't think I would. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, who was like averaging what three yards a carry behind that offensive line. I don't know, dude. I'm still buying him off of volume, but that's it. It's just the volume. I don't think he's gonna have his biggest workload ever. I don't think they're gonna want Joey B running all over the field like he did last year. I don't think so either. So I think that's I, I mean, think that's why I'm like, okay, Joe has to be a, play a part of it. Joe has to be a run blocker or a pass blocker. Joe is yeah, going to get does. a better, uh, a, a more workload. Let's just say he had a hundred carries, for example. He's gonna get 150, 170 carries. That's my opinion. I don't know what he has now or what he got well, last he, year. Yeah, he had more than that. Yeah, but sure. I'm just saying as an example. Well, he was injured, but yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I think why resign Samaj Piran then? The guy who kind of had a great year for them last year. Why re- why why draft Chris Evans just because you believe in the talent? Well, they need they well, need if you believe in the them. talent. There's at least a question mark on his durability. And if there's a question mark on his durability, are you really going to give him his biggest workload ever? <laughs> I don't know. I think they need running back depth. Obviously, they got rid of G- uh, Giovanni Bernard. He went to the true. to, That's to true. the Bucks. Okay. And then obviously all these guys can play you know, special team roles, you know, one could yeah. be a, um, a punt returner or whatever the case may be, you know, a, a block in, in, in special teams. So yeah, I think Gio is the, you know, the number one guy there. There's no doubt about it. Not Gio. Um, Joe is the number one guy there. There's no doubt about it he's, in my head. He's higher for you than me in, in redraft. Um, he's my running back 15. I have Swift, Clyde, Najee ahead of him there. I don't think I can move him up. In in redrafts, you can't move him up. Yeah, in redrafts, I don't think I can move. Him yeah, up. I have him. I have him pretty. I have him pretty high. Uh, I have him at eleven right now. I have him above Austin Clyde. Maybe not Clyde. You see, this is where I I battle myself because I love Clyde right now mm. and I'm believing, believing. So I might move Clyde up, but right now I have him in front of Austin Eckler, Clyde, and J.K. Dobbins, right underneath okay. Antonio Gibson. Okay, for me, so. Alrighty, well, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, those, I really like that series. Maybe we'll do it again next year. Tell us if you like the year two uh, fantasy player series. That was really fun for us to break down. We learned a lot. Hopefully, you learned a lot. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't know what we're doing next. <laughs> like we have a bunch of things planned, <laughs> but we don't know what the next podcast is going to be. We have no idea so, what we're doing. Nah. Um, yeah. yeah, we're still trying to figure out. I think one thing I would like to say is what we're doing with our show on Monday because we announced it on live. We mm-hmm. might as well tell the podcast community. Talk it up is the name of our show. We are starting a show yeah. every Sunday night football. We're going to be going live on YouTube and Twitch where you can kind of hang out with us, Zach and myself and some of our friends where we're just going to be watching the game. We can't live stream the game, but we can watch the game. We can talk about it. We're going to yeah. talk about everything that's happened within fantasy that day, earlier that day. And we're going to get you geared up for the next week. And we're just going to have bands. Yeah. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk and have segments. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be just vibes. 
Totally. And I think like we found out through COVID that a lot of people don't have as many connections with people as they used to and are a little bit more lonely. It's just kind of the unfortunate scenario with COVID. So wherever you are, if you don't have anyone to hang out on a Sunday night, you will. From week one onwards, we're going to be there hanging out. Maybe we'll keep it going throughout the off season if it, if it takes off. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really excited about have put a lot of effort into it. So what do you need to know? Just be on the lookout look out for all of our socials. Yeah, we'll um, be announcing it, will, it soon. We'll be announcing it soon. Solo.to slash fantasylandfootball. Use that link to find everything that we do. And then lastly, don't forget, you can join our leagues, Redraft or Dynasty, through patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait to play with you guys. We'll see you on the next podcast. I have no idea what we're going to do, but it's it's going to be good. I, I promise you that we're going to work on that right after this. Yes. All love, yeah. yes. All love. All right. See you there. See you there. Hey. hey. Yeah, you. The one listening to this podcast. You made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now. Like no one's watching. Because you, you deserve it.